0: Why isn't Joe Biden getting more credit for a big drop in inflation? John Cassidy What a difference a year makes! Last June, the inflation rate hit a four-decade high of 9.1%, a development that dominated the news for weeks. At the time, the Federal Reserve was sharply raising interest rates to tackle climbing prices, and many economists were, predicting a recession, for this year. Barely able to contain their glee, Republicans were rattling on about Bidenflation, even though some of the main factors driving the rise in prices had little or nothing to do with the president, the supply chain crisis, and the war in Ukraine, to name two. On Tuesday, however, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that the rate of inflation fell to 4% last month. After declining for 11 months in a row, it has dropped by more than half from last year's peak. Huge news, right? Apparently not. The inflation report didn't make the front page of Wednesday's Times, which was focused on Donald Trump's arraignment in Miami. The Wall Street Journal did put the inflation story on the front page, but it wasn't the lead, that, too, was Trump. The news networks, meanwhile, sent their anchors to Florida and covered the inflation figure as a secondary development. Be the first to know when John Cassidy publishes a new piece the latest on politics and the economy, email address. By signing up, you agree to our user agreement and privacy policy and cookie statement. It's not every day that a former president gets indicted, even though with this former president, it is beginning to feel that way. But the eclipse of the inflation figure is emblematic of a larger story, which is that the US economy has done a lot better in the past year than most experts expected. This development, however, has largely failed to penetrate the public consciousness. With inflation down and unemployment at 3.7%, the so-called misery index, which combines these two rates, is at 7.7%. In January, 2021, when Joe Biden was inaugurated, the misery index was also at 7.7%, the inflation rate was 1.4% and the unemployment rate was 6.3%. And, yet, according to the Politics poll average, Biden's approval rating has dropped from above 50% during the first months of his presidency to just 37.6% now, with a disapproval rating of 59%. This is a disconnect that demands an explanation. Economists often talk about lags in policy. It takes a while for changes in interest rates or taxes to feed through to the economy, but there are lags in public perception of the economy's health, too. Although inflation has been falling for nearly a year, the process has been gradual, and people may be only starting to notice. In two of the past seven polls in the RCP database, Biden's economic approval has edged up into the 40s. That could conceivably be the start of a trend, but it would take a brave person to bet on it. This is largely because, despite the inflation rate falling overall in the past year, many individual prices still remain considerably higher than they were when Biden took office. Economists tend to look at the rate of change of prices rather than price levels, Bernard Yaris, an economist at Moody's Analytics, told me on Friday. Inflation is important, partly because it helps determine what the Federal Reserve will do. But most people tend to look at price levels. And, if you look at levels, it's understandable why households are still downbeat. Video from the New Yorker Supernova, a stock car succession story An example that illustrates this point is the price of eggs, which soared in 2022 because of a deadly avian flu. Between January and April of this year, egg prices fell by 18%, and last month they declined another 13.8%, the largest one-month fall in 70 years. But, even after this tumble, the price is still more than 80% higher than it was in January, 2021. The price of gasoline is another example. At about $3.70 a gallon, the average price across the country has fallen considerably since last year's peak of $5.10 a gallon. But the price is still well above its January, 2021, level, which was about $2.50 a gallon. Yaris has looked at consumer prices overall and calculated where they would be now if they had increased at the same pace that they did in the 10 years before 2020. According to his calculations, prices are about 10% above trend. I think people see prices are 10% higher than they should have been, and they think, I am 10% poorer than I was, he said. Economically speaking, that conclusion doesn't necessarily make sense. It ignores the fact that wages have also risen, although not by as much as prices, Yaris calculated that inflation-adjusted wages have fallen about 2.5% since the start of the pandemic and that some people benefit from inflation, particularly debtors such as students and mortgage holders. Their debt burdens are fixed in nominal terms, when prices go up, they get reduced in real terms. But, whether it's economically justified, the public aversion to rising prices is certainly powerful. In a recent economist YouGov poll, 75% of respondents said that inflation was a very important issue to them, compared with 68% who said the same thing about healthcare and 51% for immigration and 50% for abortion. Figures like these leave the White House in a bind. Even though inflation, job growth, and GDP growth have all come in better than expected this year, administration officials appear to be wary of bellowing the good news about the economy from the rooftops and getting accused of being out of touch. On Tuesday, when the inflation report was released, even the White House didn't make much of it, the press office put out a statement in Biden's name which hailed the numbers as good news for hard-working families, but that was all. When Biden himself spoke publicly about the economy, on Thursday, his focus was on reducing hidden junk fees. A worthy initiative, but hardly a headline grabber. Having been criticised in 2021 and 2022 for failing to react quickly enough to the rise in inflation, the White House clearly doesn't want to get stung again. That's understandable, but the media doesn't face the same constraint. Last year, it provided blanket coverage of the inflation crisis, giving extensive airtime to inflation hawks like the Harvard economist Larry Summers, who said we need five years of unemployment above 5% to contain inflation. Now that the inflation rate has come down further and more quickly than many so-called experts predicted, and without a big jump in the joblessness rate, surely the media should focus on this positive news, too. As the election campaign proceeds, maintaining some media balance will be particularly important. There's a danger that Trump will do what he's done many times before, suck up all the attention and distract from anything positive in the records of his opponents. He can't be held responsible for doing that this week, obviously, he didn't want to be indicted but even as the trump saga continues the media has a responsibility not to let it drown out other important stories a category that most certainly includes the fallen in inflation diamond suit